Did you think we were all just like you? Were you born that way? Was I born that way? This I do know. I would not do very well in Iran. That's an absolute. Don't ask me the list of ways. Just take it for granted. I wouldn't. And you would say, most of you, me too, that this is only natural. Especially, I would think, Western women. It would be like living where your rights were all gone. Much rather live here. I guess those rights are in the eye of the beholder, but generally this is a better place to live than Iran for people such as I, people like me. After all, if you do something against our customs and traditions here, they won't kill you. Unless, yes, what aboutism, which is unfortunately the only response one has to claims of better thanism. The Iranian woman's charge or defense against the Iranian regime can only be, what about America? When Iran insists that Sharia oppression of women leads to the superior society and culture, which they do, the young woman will say, bullshit, what about that? That there's a good society. Well, yes. Okay. Is it more just? That requires whataboutism at the highest degree, more being the word. But say for the sake of argument, yes, it is. I think so. How do I live with the millions of anti-abortion pro-life Americans who are not content with abstaining from abortions themselves? Men needn't even abstain, but want to insist no one else can access one. Otherwise, their life is intolerable. Or abortion is an apt example, as I will never have to make that choice. My job, my position in this case, is to support someone else's right, like a rich person supporting a poor person's right to enough. Imagine that. The Supreme Court is a much greater threat to democracy than the insurrection because the Supreme Court is anti-democratic. Raging against the gender fluid is your right. Claiming they are not normal, etc., is a matter of personal definition, I suppose, and a rigid decision about what is human, including your own humanity, which I think is your right, but it is not democratic. You want them eliminated, changed back, I suppose, voiceless, normal as you define it. You have your books and your own sense of self that informs you they are abnormal or seriously deluded, and their delusions are being abetted by insane liberals in government. You, 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 you. This goes a nasty step beyond undemocratic. The, Euro, the U.S. pluralistic claim has to be a liberal one, as the right defines it. We have to tolerate the wishes and ways of our neighbors. If you outlaw the wishes rather than tolerate them grudgingly or not, you don't want to live in a democracy. And lucky you, the U.S. was not founded as a democracy. The confusions and struggles around the democracy issue are not real. It was founded as a nation ruled by landlords, pronounced equal and free with a large number of camp followers, women, white serfs from the old country, and Africans in support of, uh, in support of the equal few above. Property owners and those few though at the time they were a higher percentage, held the reins of power over everyone else. That's just 
what it is. That's the Constitution. The franchise has extended and even slower access to power, a voice, a vote is not a voice. A vote is a tiny unit of power, the smallest imaginable, one step above none, and the reality that the lives and rights of women can be so influenced by five men and one woman shows how useless the one vote is in the end. It is a nice sop. Union membership, on the other hand, the arguments against which are what exactly? Anti-democratic. Can I live with 75 million Christian Trump supporters? Yes, I am a Democrat, little d. And being a white man, I can be that openly and joyously. I will have to speak, to use my voice, say my say before I am judged. I am allowed to do that. Women, people of color, the gender fluid don't have this dispensation unless they dress up and make signs of obeisance. So I can live with the 75 million. I can even love the 75 million. If school murder doesn't change their hearts, it doesn't. We might have to wait for Miami to sink. This seems to be a biblical truth or God's plan. I tried my best. They didn't listen. Turn them to salt and send them in and send in the rains. Kill everyone except one family. He said that. Can we do this? I wonder. Actually, it is easier to see the intolerance on the right, but for sure be careful on the left. You are mighty better thanists, and it is harder to hide than you might like. Out in the country, this one and one or two others, the right tended, tend to be ungrounded, not confident in crowds, huddled together, uniform, uniformist and unformed, not comfortable on their own, threatened, frightened of something. Be careful on the left. Can you stand alone? Otherwise, it seems there is really little, little difference between us in our condemnations. It is possible for me not to be angry on my own behalf. I am struggling with this empathy because it needs looking at. I need to know I am not angry because I need to be. So I think I'm angry because an oppressive culture, even if I belong to the unoppressed part of it, is still oppressive. It isn't all sympathy or empathy. Oppressive cultures I have noticed oppress everyone. They're like shark tanks. I needn't be afraid to fight sharks, but it is a boring preoccupation. The rewards for effort are short. Better thanists have it in their blood. They need that assurance to survive. They need to prove it over and over. And when the evidence doesn't favor their need, they become homicidal. It is essential to the biology of their culture. There is no room for celebration. And that, for me, is oppressive. An example. In my 20s, I was holidaying in Italy with a pal and our girlfriends. It was wonderful, but tense as things can be in one's 20s. We drove by a cliff one day a local swimming pool spot below, swimming spot below, and boys usually used to jump from the cliff into the water. I'd seen it done, but never stopped, never tried. We stopped this time, parked at the top. I did not know the height, but stripped off, walked to the edge of the cliff and dove off. A swan dive. My inner clock told me it was a lot higher than I was used to. I flinched slightly, and as I hit the water, my right shoulder took a mighty wrench backwards. 
My swimming trunks were around my ankles. I rolled over and looked up, and on the cliff stood the two women and my pal. Pulled up trunks, the yank in my shoulder was gone, so I walked up to the beach, swam up to the beach and out of the water. All sorts of things at play here. I had not been dared, I dared myself. My lover was not the kind to be impressed by stupidity. What if I had dislocated my shoulder? But I did feel the glow of a fear conquered, a boyish risk taken and uninjured. The group tension was lifted for a bit. But my pal, my contemporary male friend, stayed on top of that cliff during the whole two hours of our visit and eventually jumped, did not dive off the cliff and sulk the rest of the evening. He was shent. And it was the nature of our friendship looking back in the shark tank, relentlessly uncomfortable, competitive. And one rises to it. I guess it will always be there, human nature, but I have discovered it is not all of human nature, and it is not the bottom line of it, the heart of it. It is to be perhaps indulged strongly when young, and then let the fuck go. But... It is the core of an immature culture for sure, and that is my culture. It is the heartbeat of capitalism at least, and defenders and swearers of that economic philosophy are agreeing to remaining in that adolescence or invention. I have yet to meet an adolescent so stupid. So as I ally with the oppressed and unheard in my world, I'm not doing it just out of empathy or the condescension of compassion. I'm fighting for a life force, a huge life force held at bay by crushing boy jealousy. A two-state solution, I hear someone say, oh yes, I know how easy that is. What about it? Israel says it wants to be a Jewish state. Netanyahu said that just now, two days ago. Why not? He challenges the world. Does Iran have a Muslim state? Why not? Does white America want to be a white Christian state? Why not, they'll say. What about Israel? Did the founders found a pluralist state? No, they did not. Most definitely not. Do they have a right to self-determine? They should be a white Christian state? I guess, but then it is not a democracy. When Harold Bloom and Alan Bloom insist that Tolstoy and Shakespeare wrote the unimpeachable best, that Toni Morrison was second rate, this would be called racism, and worse for those of their color. Appalling, narrow, supremacist, intellectual, marginal, questionable, bad taste. A woman claimed in the Washington Post the other day that she should have the right to send her children to Catholic school. They shouldn't be bussed to Protestant, secular, code word, black schools. Yes, she has the right in America because she has no intention to live democratically. And yes, it does make you a racist. A Democrat non-racist would desire relationship to and with the people she shares the planet with will have to encounter going forward or stay forever behind them gates. A right is benign. Your choice is racist. Living where you choose to is your right, sure, but white flight is racist. 
There's no law against it, but it, it, is, it is a decision to not share the planet. These moves have all been called some kind of natural rights. They are, go ahead and make the move, but they are as theocratic and racist as any Thomas Jefferson. You protest, read his Bible. He eschews miracles for sure, but insists God is real and Jesus was the greatest moral philosopher of history. I think these are the claims of Christianity that I challenge. Taking out the miracles and magic is nothing.